Music. Reviews. Chat. Poems. Comedy. Writing. Interviews. ELFM. It's radio for so much more. Hello and welcome to East Leeds FM for the very last red kite of 2021. Well, I cannot believe we're already coming to 2022. So, in the studio with me right now, I've got Ellie. Hi. Um, what's his name now? Stephen. Hello. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. And, we've got, nope. and we've got Callum as well. Hi. So, how's your guys' day slash week been? Highlight and low light of this week. It was good. I mean, tiring as usual. It's school, but I also realised how close Christmas was yesterday. One month until Christmas. In form, we were watching news rounds, and <laughs> the questioned, "When should you put your Christmas decorations up?" Well, I'd have mine up in October, but my parents don't think that. So, there you go. <laughs> well, but then I, but then I always also realised, as Juaria said, it's twenty twenty two in little <laughs> over a month. So I'll still be writing 2021 in my school book. <laughs> I mean, talking about Christmas, I have someone who sits on my table in form and it wasn't even bonfire night and she had a Christmas tree up. <laughs> oh. Oh my God. <laughs> even before Halloween? Uh, before bonfire night. Wow. Uh, but after early. Halloween. <laughs> yeah, my day's been going quite smoothly, you know. Just good old school, really tiring. <laughs> gotta, get, gotta get through it. Yeah? Yeah. I had boringly just studies today. Boring. I don't, luckily I don't do that anymore since I'm in college and I only literally go two days a week. Because that's how my timetable is. <laughs> anyway, let's talk about the running slash rolling slash wheeling order, whichever name you want to use for it. What have we got coming up on the show? So coming up, we've got Ellie's Poems, which is uh, excellent, explosive, expressive. <laughs> oh, brilliant. <laughs> we also going to be hearing interviews from Martine and Molly, which the Next Gen Junior Group talked to on Thursday. So looking forward to that. And upstairs we will have some news, live music from Martin and Danny. And also we've got a, another round table discussion with me, James and I think Sam. And also for those of you who don't know Martin, he is our new music worker who started recently and we'll be hearing live music from him as well. Now we've got a song coming up. Callum, do you want to introduce the song and tell us why you've chosen it? The song is Turn Down For What by DJ Snake and Lil Jon and I really like it because whenever I'm in a mood, if I play it, it will calm me down. What? 
down for what but if you want to turn up free sleeves fm then check out the website ah see what i did there <laughs> <laughs> so today so now we're going to be talking a little about a little bit about the interviews we've got coming up uh, especially the one with molly who we'll be hearing in a second so peter yeah well i believe you interviewed molly back on the whenever it was thursday thursday only thursday. yesterday <laughs> it seems like a long time ago so yeah i think we're going to hear that interview now and we're going to hear her choice of music as well and we, we watched a video of hers do you like the video what did you yeah, think Owen? um i really liked the where it's like when she woke up and like she pretended she took a shower and all the makeup was running down her face yeah, this was a video, lovely song, and yeah, very talented young person. Really looking forward to the interview with her. So, Callum, what did you did you like the video? Yeah, I really liked it. Today we're going to be talking to Molly, and I'm here with Johan, Eliana, Alina, Zach, Callum, and Seren. So, Eliana, do you want to start us off? Gladly. So, Molly, let's introduce yourself. What's your name and who you are? Hi, um, I'm Molly. Um, I am a singer-songwriter based in Leeds. Oh, amazing. So you're a singer-songwriter, so you have a very interesting music. Yeah, um, I, I, I mean, naturally play music. I love music. I've been doing music since I was a very, very tiny person. Um, and I just love to create and to tell stories. Um, and that is where my main interest in music lies. So I love listening to the stories um, within my favourite songs. And, yeah, that is the kind of thing I like to listen to. So what or who inspired you to play, to start playing musical instruments? Um, well, when I was about five or six years old, my mum used to take me on karaoke every time we went on holiday, um, only because she wanted someone to sing with her, so she didn't have to go by herself. And I just loved it, and I was a little diva, a little performer, and so they decided to take me to singing lessons, and that's where it kind of started for me. And then when I was about 
13, 14 years old, I started learning the guitar so I could accompany myself and write music to go along with the songs that I was writing um, with my with my voice. Oh, thank you. That's very, that's very, very lovely. One last question before we move on. Um, if how many instruments do you play? And if you could learn one more instrument, what would it be? I currently play um, mainly the guitar. I played the viola all the way through high school, um, which is just slightly bigger, slightly deeper violin. And I love that, so I would love to go back to that at some point. But if I could play any instrument now, um, I think it would have to be the saxophone because I've been wanting to play it for a very, very long time. And, yeah, I just think it's a beautiful instrument and it's really kind of expressive and... Yeah, I just think it's fantastic, and I really like to learn that one. Thank you so much, and we're gonna move on to Callum. Callum. So, out of everything, why did you choose music? I think that is a very good question. I think out of everything, I chose music because I'm I consider myself a very emotional person, and I think sometimes it's difficult to get those things out and music is my favorite kind of expression it's not even you don't even have to write a song you can just be going and strumming a chord really angrily or singing a note really happily and it it just has this kind of cathartic release for me and it's it's just something that makes me feel just just really triggers something deep inside me and really makes me feel so passionate about being alive and it's just one of my favorite things and I don't think I could live without it. By the way Molly how did you start playing music? So um, like I kind of said before I started singing when I was about five or six years old um, on the karaoke and then I started playing guitar I went to guitar lessons um, I tried to teach myself for a little bit, but all I could play was Yankee Doodle on the bottom string, and that was about it. So, um, yeah, I started going to guitar lessons and learning. I, I do a lot of it kind of through my ears. Um, I'm not I'm not really into the kind of classical theory-based stuff. Um, so I think that was really important to kind of learn. An instrument like that really helped me tune my ear into something else that wasn't just me and my voice, um, and that was really important to kind of help develop my songwriting I think. That's really nice so can you tell us because now we know that you're into music which is amazing can you tell us a little bit more about the genre of music you do so we can get a bit more of an idea of who you are? Yeah so um, I I, it's, I, find, I always find it quite hard to describe I always say kind of singer songwritery acoustic-y kind of things um, I write a lot of sad music but I think I've just been inspired by so many different types of music I was brought up on like 70s 80s rock like bands like Guns N' Roses and Rainbow and Thunder and bands you guys have probably never heard of um and that kind of powerful like power ballad the just the drive behind that music is something that's stuck with me as I've been writing my own music so I think even though it's got that soft like acoustic-y think Ed Sheeran and Taylor Swift that kind of the vibe now I still have that influence from the kind of heavy pulsing drive of the 80s rock and things like that and that's something that's really important for me to keep in what I'm doing. What do you hope your musical future will look like? Um, I think I would like to be just performing my own music I mean at the moment 
I'm doing a lot of gigs where I'm kind of playing covers of songs and things people like to sing along to. But in the long term, what I really like to be doing is just putting myself out there um, and just having people listen to and enjoy my music and understand it and feel the things that, or feel something that you might not have intended to put out there in the first place and just have that resonance with an audience, I think is something I'd really, really like to do. And maybe one day have my name up above some kind of venue and people coming to see me that would be fantastic so it's really nice to hear that you really want to spread a really strong message to a group of people can you tell us a little bit more about what that message is and what kind of ideas you want to spread to your audience yeah that's a really really interesting question i think um i just want to be encouraging people to feel whatever they want to feel I think I think it's very much for me like I write about experiences that I've been through um, and you know a lot of people have been through the through those too especially kind of at the age I am now like early 20s I think you get that kind of coming into life for the first time and your adult life for the first time and writing about those kind of experiences about heartbreak and finding myself as an adult and those kind of things I think people can understand and relate to and being able to take whatever they want to take from that that might make them cry or make them think yes I could do this and just give them something that they can resonate with. Um, so um, Johan and I just want to know what where are you hoping to go with your music? Um, yeah I think kind of similar to what I was saying to Sarah and I just I'd like to get more of it out there so people can hear it and so people can um, resonate with it give me feedback and just get that interaction with different people I mean I'd love to I played recently um with a band and that was a whole new experience for me kind of playing the songs that I'd written with a band and having them put their arrangements on top of it um and that collaborative sort of process to bring a song to life in a completely different color than I originally imagined it um that was something that was really really exciting to me and just gave me a new kind of direction to go in my music so I think I would like to look more at working with a band actually I think that would be something I'd like to do in the near future. So on just on the topic of collaborating is there anyone else you're hoping to any other artists or singers? Yeah oh um I mean are we talking like local artists are we talking like huge pop stars? Just anyone? Just anybody um that is a tough question. Let me have a think. Um, there is an artist out at the moment called Lisa McAlpine and everything she writes is kind of what I want to do. Every, I hear her songs and I either cry or I jump up for joy and she just makes me just feel like I'm going through the exact experience she's going through and she's got this beautiful, powerful voice and... I would love one day to be able to collaborate with her and maybe write some songs with her. That would be amazing. Uh, maybe we can check out a music later, but uh, is, there any, is there any songs you're planning on writing? Yeah, um, so in terms of there's some that I have written and I'm kind of in the process of putting a full band to them and that's 
for me, that's something when I've released music before, it's just been kind of me and my guitar. So this time I'm really looking at trying to get different instruments in there, like electronic instruments and like synths and um, bits of brass and strings and drums and just seeing how I can bring that music to life in a different colour. So I'm working on an EP at the moment, which will hopefully be out early next year. Um, and we did some recording right here at the chapel earlier on this week. So that is all very exciting and I'm really looking forward to it. Cool, thank you so much. Before you go, is there any song you'd like to play? Yeah, um, thank you for asking and thank you for having me. I think I would like to play the song Arrays Me, um, which is by Lizzie McAlpine. Why am I awake? Nails on the floor and soot on my tongue I don't know his name, but I still taste the rum Nothing there but skin Skeletons crawl on the ceiling They know that him and his aftershave hit like a drug Don't answer me I'm calling just to hear you scream And you're fading But he feels like you in between I've said too much In and out of one and us Now you're fading And I wonder who Till the end My innocence waits Like it desperately knows That I'll crash If I don't let you go Don't answer me I'm calling just to hear you scream And you're fading But it feels like you're in between I've said too much like you in between I've said too much in and out of one and last now you're fading and I wonder
So that was a Raise Me by Lizzie. And now we're back in the studio with me, Molly, Sam and Mimi. Well, I'm James. <laughs> so yeah, um, we just listened to Molly's interview and she's back again, but this time um, in person. Can't so, get rid of um, me. Mimi, would you like to ask the first question? Also, but I'll explain what we're doing first. That'd be a good idea. Uh, we're going to ask a couple of questions that we thought weren't asked in the interview and we'd like to, it's come up more in-depth questions we'd like to know. So Mimi... Would you like to start with the first question? Hi, so my first question is, what has the highlight of your performing career been? What has your favourite part of being a performer been? Ooh, um, that is a really good question. Um, there have been some really great highlights. I did the Centre Stage competition um, back in, I think it was 2016, and I played at Belgrave Music Hall for the first time, and then that's now become one of my favourite places in the world to go and eat and to see music. Um, I also got to play at the Broodnell Social Club uh, with Chapel FM. Um, that was also an incredible highlight. Um, but most recently, I played at the 360 Club with a band for the first time. I did mention it in the interview. Um, but it was just it was incredible because I got to hear my songs with a full band for the first time, and it it just gave them a whole new kind of texture and it brought them alive in a way that I hadn't had the chance to experience before and that was just a really fantastic night for me. And if you had to narrow that on down to just one, which one would it be? <laughs> it would probably be the 360 Club most recently, definitely. Um, so I've no, I've no idea if uh, you did mention this in the interview before, I've come in late, um, <laughs> but what is your favourite song to cover and why obviously we know you cover a lot of songs? Um you like you said uh, yesterday that you like to put your own little spin on them, uh, but what is your favourite song to cover and yeah. why? Um, I think it will probably be What's Up by Four Non Blondes. I always, always finish a gig with it, and it's it just, I mean, it kind of works as my voice is a little bit tired by the end of a gig and it has this raspiness to the song, um, and everybody sings along and it's just it's a lot of fun to play. Is there any other reason why that song? Is it is it something special? Have you known it for a while then? Or is it something new? Yeah, I know it for a long time. Um, I think I think I quite like it because it surprises people that I play it. Like, it's not a song people would expect. Oh. Like, me, because I usually do, like, a lot of acoustic-y, folky kind of things, and it's quite a big song from... I, I, honestly couldn't tell you when it was out but probably before I was alive um and yeah it's just fantastic to see audience reaction to get everybody involved and uh, out of the songs you've done which song relates to you the most if you had to choose one out of the songs that I've done that I've written so we watched one the other day didn't we but um if you had to choose one because obviously if they're all maybe relate to you but if you had to <laughs> choose one that would relate to you the most oh, and why gosh um that's a difficult question because I wrote them all kind of when I was having an experience in my life um a lot of them are kind of sad breakup songs um but I wrote a song um I think it was last year and it's called Say the Same and it's coming out soon at some point and it's kind of just like angry which isn't I'm, I wouldn't say I'm necessarily an angry person but it just has this energy that some of the other songs don't have because they're more stripped back um and I think at the minute with kind of that determined trying to power through life in your early 20s and that kind of thing I think I can relate to it in that way well thank you Molly um so something exciting as well is we have a new music worker in the building named Martine 
And uh, he's going to be playing a song live in Studio 3 after this jingle. And it's called, I'm going to try to pronounce it, Balomita Blanca. So yeah, after the jingle, we'll be hearing that. East Leeds FM. Sounds that make you happy. FM. Today we have a special guest. Do you want to introduce yourself? Yes, of course. Um, I'm Martin. I'm a musician and I'd love to be here. Okay, so um, what brought yourself to Chapel FM? Um, well, you invited me, didn't you? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I, I work here as a, I'm, I'm the new uh, music uh, worker and uh, I'm starting today. Uh, running some sessions with you guys. Um, hi, I'm Harrison, as you know, because you called me Spot Spy a few minutes ago. Um, what do you do throughout your day? What do I do through my day? Um, well, uh, mainly I look after my eight months old little boy, little baby. Um, I enjoy playing with him. I try to play music with him when I can, when he's not uh, banging on a drum or anything else, or crawling around like crazy. Uh, the rest of the time, I enjoy uh, playing music, listening to music sometimes, reading and cooking. So, Martin, what got you into music in the first place? That's a nice question. When, um, when I was 16 years old, um, actually, when I was five years old, 
um, I started playing recorder, um, but not just the recorder like you play in primary, but all sorts of recorders. So from the tiny one to the big one, the wooden big long one. Um, uh, I used to play music regularly with my dad. We would play duets together. And that was for quite some time. And then I forgot about music. And when I was 16, a friend of uh, my family came to take some pictures um, of, of him playing. So I didn't know this. And he arrived there and he has his saxophone. And my dad, uh, amateur um, photographer, so he, he was taking him some pictures. And um, I heard him playing, this friend of the family playing his saxophone. And that just blew me away. I was like, I want that. So uh, I just bought myself a saxophone and started practicing and learning. Um, hi, I'm Mia. And um, what mu musicians inspire you? Oh, that's a long list. Um, I could name a few. Well, this guy, um, his name is Bernardo Baraj. And if you Google him, uh, you'll, you'll find his music. He's an Argentinian saxophone player and, and he, he was quite famous. Uh, he recorded some very nice music. Uh, but after that, um, not only... Uh, saxophone players, like I could name a few jazz names like uh, John Coltrane, Miles Davis, um, a piano player called um, uh, Herbie Hancock. Um, so not only that, but also Argentinian musicians uh, that play traditional music. There is a, a guy called Juan Falú, he plays guitar. Um, some singers, uh, Mercedes Sosa. Um, a beautiful Argentinian singer that, if you don't know, you must Google and get to know. Um, and the list is just keeps going, you know. Every day I discover beautiful music that I add to my list. Why did you apply for this job at the chapel? And how did you find it? Hmm, I found it online. <laughs> how else? Well, why did... And, and why did I apply to it? Well, uh, because I love teaching and I love music. And I love teaching music and I love engaging with young people to, to transmit this message that music goes way beyond just listening to a recording or practicing your instrument at home uh, or, or downloading a, a, a music score and, and learning to play a song on the guitar or the piano or singing along. Uh, music is everything. Music is sound, and sound is in our lives every day. You you hop on the bus, and the sound of the engine is music, or can be made into music. Sound is everywhere. The birds in the morning is music, and and I love to discover that every day and to 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 send that message across to everyone I speak with, like you right now. Have you ever worked with children before? Yes, I've been teaching in secondary school for five years in England. Have you enjoyed it so far? Uh, what, life, music? <laughs> um, um, spending the day well with us. Yes, I've, I've been loving it. I mean, I, I enjoy every minute that I spend here at Chapel FM. Um, it's, it's fun, it's, uh, it's very warm, you guys are great. You, I've never seen a group that engaged so quickly with uh, playing the Funky Chicken. So that was really nice. We had a lot of fun playing uh, body percussion. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm enjoying it. 
Um, so, Martine, you said you have travelled all around the world. Where was your favourite place that you've left? Oh, that's a tough one. So, you you see, I have three... That I always, I always want to come back. I always enjoy coming back to. And I think it's because I spend time there with friends and that makes them very special. So one is Buenos Aires because that's where I was born. Um, another one is Krakow. That's in the south of Poland. And that's because uh, I spent some really good time there with, with some friends, a Polish friend and an Italian friend that we created music together and I lived there for six months and I had great time discovering Polish music and, um, and Polish food is also very nice and, uh, and playing music together. And um, another one is Berlin because Berlin is an amazing city where it's always something happening and it's so exciting and so, so enriching. Um, but yeah, I don't have one place. I have in multiple places. What was the easiest language that you learnt? Mm, I should say Portuguese because it's easier to Spanish. Um, but then the first one that I learned uh, about from Spanish uh, was uh, of, uh, English, only because it's everywhere. Um, I could tell you which one was the hardest. <laughs> That's definitely Polish. But I, I did learn it because I was living there, so I had to. Yeah, I enjoy learning languages, yeah. Um, my question is, um, do you sing? I don't, no. Um, well, if you... Very badly. <laughs> if you choose your favourite instrument that you can play, what would it be? At the moment, my favourite instrument is the baritone saxophone. Um, I love saxophone, that's my main instrument. I also play other instruments like clarinet or flute. Um, and if I need to, you know, hum a melody, I can do that, but uh, I don't consider myself a singer. But um, there's something in baritone saxophone that, that really touches me. I think it's something about the the, the depth of its sound and the, the yeah, it sounds, I, I really like it, yeah. So you've told us you've been all around the world to different places. Have you been there as part of a holiday or was it involved with music? Well, I've been involved with music everywhere I've been. I'm, and, and I know I'm crazy about this, but I've been on holidays for two weeks and I took my saxophone with me. And promise it was the most ridiculous thing I've ever done because I didn't play. I only played maybe once and I was, but I was still looking for it. And I was like, I'll take my saxophone. You never know. There might be a jam session. And, uh, and that was in Portugal. And it, it was, um, there was a little Brazilian jam session happening. And I just really enjoyed it. So it was great. So yeah, everywhere I go, there is music. Do you like discovering music of other cultures then? Of course, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I love it. So, what are you planning to do at the chapel? What do you hope to get out of it? Mm -hmm. um, well, I, I hope um, we can get to develop uh, a sense for what music can be for each one of us individually, to discover how we can express ourselves through sound, um, through using sounds, the sounds we hear around us, 
to to and use it as a means of expression. That means making music in the end because that's music, right? But we we don't necessarily need to use an instrument. If we know an instrument, that's great. If that inspires us to learn an instrument, that's fantastic. But the the key for me is that uh, I I I hope to get to to show you guys how music is everywhere and follows us everywhere around us. Are you doing any music videos outside the chapel or songs? Uh, uh, videos particularly or just music in general? Um, music in general. I Lately, um, and this is purely because of lockdown, so before lockdown I was playing with um, two, three main projects uh, in Hull where I was living uh, and it was all Funk, jazz related, there was a, a blues jazz a jam band that we were doing regularly and, and there were all different projects. Uh, and obviously when lockdown started and when COVID hit and then uh, we couldn't go out anymore and there were no gigs. So I spent quite a long time at home, working from home. Then, and all this time uh, I used it actually to compose my own music. So it was the first time I had a long period of time just by myself to play instruments and I, I thought this is the greatest opportunity to to create my own music. So I recorded um, I, I recorded in several tracks by myself and I created a little collection of um, saxophone trios that I composed and I recorded using all my instruments. And this is an ongoing project. I keep recording music. Do you do any um, music videos? And if that's the case, is there any website for that? Yes. So my website um, crashed for some reason. I need to, need to figure it out what happened. Um, so I don't have a website, but there are videos on YouTube. Um, and the, the profile is Martin Saxophone, but you need to write it in Spanish. So it's a bit tricky. So it's M-A-R-T-I-N, that's easy. Saxophone, S-A-X. O F O N. Yeah. Yeah. So Martin Saxophone. S A X O F O N. Um. Well, thank you, Martin, for coming with us. And thank you ev for everyone for listening. I hope you all enjoyed. Thank you. Um. Do you have a song that you'd like us to play for the ending? Yes. Um. I'm gonna play Milonga de mis amores. It's a milonga. Um. It's a style of um, tango, traditional Argentinian music from Buenos Aires, particularly. And um, it's, um, it's one of the most amazing, more beautiful, and um, the greatest music to, to dance this, uh, this Argentinian music. Milonga de mis amores.
To East Leeds FM. Right now, I'm here with Joaria. Hello. And we're going to be interviewing Ellie about her three other poems. Hello. <laughs> Can you? So, what poem are you going to be talk, saying first? So, first, I'm going to be. It's called Picture Paradise, and I wrote it. I think it was Monday night because I was bored and I wanted to express kind of. My week, my mum's, yeah. how it felt to be back at school again because it's kind of a bit confusion. I don't know what subjects I like yet. I don't know if I like where I'm sat. It's just kind of getting into a new routine after the summer. Picture this. Daisies of milk and satin lost within a sea of golden hairs and good times. Ribbons of blue floating over rocks of limestone and cold, hard determination. Breaths of ice clambering up cliffs of ivory and tranquillity. Picture this, losing yourself to something, pouring your heart, your soul, your everything into one tiny space. Perhaps you'll never see it again. Who knows? Perhaps it is lost. Forever. Or perhaps it is waiting. Maybe for you, for your passion, love, hope, freedom, pure joy. Maybe it doesn't know the way. Like you sometimes. But maybe it has a map, a guide. It will find you. Who knows? Wow. So that was really good. Yes. Um, why did you decide to write this poem? Maybe I, a bit more detail. I decided to write this poem because you know when sometimes you're a bit confused. You don't know whether you're happy or you're sad or you're just kind of there like, hmm. <laughs> well, that was a bit of clarity, thinking, hmm. I am happy today and I have enjoyed my lessons and I have enjoyed this year so far, even though COVID has, let's say, ransacked through our lives. Just a little bit. A bit too much, yeah. I think. Yeah. <laughs> it's getting better. Possibly. <laughs> do you want to go? So, like, can I ask, like, before you do the next one, what's, like, your writing process? So my writing process is, first, I think, maybe a word. What word do you want your brain to be thinking about in that one time? And then from there, you can go into a whole little spiderweb of 
different ideas, but it's not writing it down on paper. Soon after writing poetry a lot, it just happens in your brain in like like this. So then I open a Word document and maybe I write the first line, maybe I leave it five minutes, I come back and I go, hmm, there you go. It's like when, it's like marinating something, like maybe remember in marinating some chicken for a few hours. Yeah. Bit of random, but there you go. <laughs> and I'd like to ask, does this symbolise anything? Anything that happens in the poem? Maybe does this symbolise anything what you were thinking during the day? Um, it does because there is a lot of confusion in my brain sometimes. It's a lot because I definitely have an internal monologue if we've not established that already. And it's a lot like a, a big ocean washed over you. Sometimes you just, like if you find a hobby that you really like, you zone out and you just go into that and then that, that sorts you out for the rest of the day. Yeah. So like mixed emotions? Yeah, in a way. So, what's your next poem? So, my next poem is from a workshop I did a while ago. I think it was in May, perhaps last year. Well, we were still in lockdown, still over Zoom. And, well, they, I put together a collection of poems from 2021. And these are a few from here. And it represents the journey of that. And this is where, because before 2021, let's just say, I didn't like poetry. I preferred writing stories. I came to chapel and here we go. I don't like writing anything else but poetry. It swallowed me in and I don't think it's letting me go anytime soon. So this is called Talking, eh? She learnt to use her tongue and her teeth, first in short babbles. Soon enough, her first word, mama, a voice thick with a homely accent. She could tell me to come and play trains, a whistle of a steam engine, a scream of pain. A voice. She'd toddle over and growl like a dog, or ask for a snack. She'd grow. And soon enough wanted her room painted black. It's not fair. A door slam. She'd teach her own daughter to talk, and soon enough, a frail voice dripping with tears. A last breath. The tongue rests. Forever, she'd still be talking. Whoa. That is amazing. Thank you. Like, who is your inspiration for poetry? Did it just come from chapel? I think it just comes from Chaplin, director of words, Peter Spafford, <laughs> over there. Um, I think it's from people around me as well. If someone says if someone says something random, I'll probably write it on the back of my hand and go home and just think, oh, what, what was that? And I won't remember any context. And then my brain will just do some thinking and, hey, oh, there you go. So have your, so over your time under Chapel... Would you say it's rather developed into writing poetry and thinking of ideas? It has, definitely. It's, my writing style has definitely got a lot more free and I've definitely learnt to use more emotions through words, which before I didn't really. Because I think in primary school it's more about learning to write, learning to read. There you go, a sentence, some conjunctions, some adjectives. But then you get past year six and then you think, what am I doing? What am I doing for the rest of my life? Do I like this? Do I like that? And you have to explore yourself a little bit more. And I think poetry is that for me. Yeah, I have to agree with that. Cause I've tried writing poetry, but I've not really got anywhere with it, to be honest. Yeah, because you don't have to be good at writing poetry. Sometimes it's just about writing a sentence, and yeah. that sentence could be as powerful to you. And maybe some people don't get it, but <coughs> it's still powerful to you, and... It's still your words. 
Has it ever happened when, like, you're just recording a show and like, an idea has just come to you for a poem? Yeah, sometimes it has, because, like I said, people just talking can bring like, anything to you like this. It's like music, for example, but yeah. without the music. Yeah. Words. Yes, words. <laughs> so what's your third poem? My third poem was another from another workshop and this one's a bit more emotional we've kind of gone from a journey from soft to middle and this is kind of gritty so this is from a workshop that we did while we we're in next gen last year no yeah, yeah probably, maybe probably. april-ish kind of so this is called torn i feel torn in half though i was not to blame i blamed myself i felt chewed up spat on the pavement left to shrivel within my misery. I could feel the torment, the turmoil building up. I could have exploded. Like a bomb I could detonate. I felt ruined, drowned in acid, unable to breathe. I felt twisted, broken, my throat dry, a wildfire blazing, burning. I am fading away, dust settling. I cannot be remembered, erased. I felt myself forgotten, nothing. I felt torn in half. Whoa. That is deep. Yeah. Yep. It kind of kind of went from up to down very yeah. quickly. Yeah. But not in a right, but more of an idea standpoint. Yeah, in a yeah. way. So why did you decide to write it? Um, I decided to write it because sometimes you just feel, hmm, hmm. I hate life. I hate everything. And that is our high, you hate everything poem. <laughs> So very expressive. Yeah, very expressive. Yes. And has anyone got any more questions before I say the next thing? Oh, yeah. And <laughs> we're over to Joaria to introduce the next song. So I chose this song because we wanted to like, find a song that basically fit the theme of the poems that were read. And I think I might may have found the perfect song. This is Grow As You Grow by Ben Platt on East Leeds FM. You say there's so much you don't know You need to go and find yourself you say you'd rather be alone Cause you think you won't find it tied to someone else Ooh, said it's true That the growing only happens on your own They don't know me and you to leave if to change is what you need you can change right next to me when you're high i'll take the lows you can ebb and i can flow and we'll take it slow and grow as we go Be the only one I am unfinished
finished, I've got so much left to learn. I don't know how this river runs, but I'd like the company through every twist and turn. Who says it's true that the growing only happens on your own? They don't know me. Change is what you need. You can change right next to me. When you're high, I'll take the lows. You can ebb and I can flow, and we'll take it slow and grow as we go. Grow as we go. It's not written in the stars, but I believe that when it's done, we're gonna see that it was better that we grew up together. Tell me you don't wanna leave, 'cause if change is what you need, you can change right next to me. When you're high, I'll take the low. You can ebb and I can flow. We'll take it slow and grow as we go. Grow as we go. As we go by Ben Platt, an absolute banger here on East Leeds FM. <laughs> uh, my name is Sam Armitage, and uh, yeah, we, we we we're just keep we're just keeping it keeping it going on. Uh, I'm here with James and Mimi, and joining our studio is our very special guest, Danny Kelly. Hello. <laughs> so, Danny, um, although Sam basically just said that, um, would you like to tell us a little bit about yourself and what you've done here at the chapel before? Yes, so I used to be on um, one of the Next Generation courses when they very, well, when we first came to Chapel FM after it changed from ELFM, um, I was in one of the very first uh, Next Gen Music courses um, run by Catherine Sturman at the time um, and Fletch, um, who were brilliant. I remember Fletch. Yeah, yeah. he was so cool. Um, but yeah, I, d- I did that for about three and a half years um, and then left around when I was uh, 15, 16 and then I'm, it's been three years since I've been back so um, it's, a lot has changed like that whole renovation out the front is absolutely stunning so if you haven't seen that I'd definitely come and have a look. So you're a musician, correct? Allegedly. <laughs> <laughs> so would you like to tell us where this all started and how it's like where you've gotten so far? Yes, um, well there's something Martin said earlier about um, when he's, why he plays saxophone it's just because it resonates with him and it just he feels so comfortable with it and that was the same thing with music it just seems to be the right thing to do like um 
didn't I didn't enjoy like primary school or high school. The only thing I did enjoy was going to the music room on my breaks and playing piano and singing stuff. Um, so it just always felt like the normal thing to do for me. So is piano your favorite instrument then? Uh, I think singing is probably like my sing. main thing. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I've, I've always piano was like my number one instrument, especially at Chapel FM. Like I used to be sort of like in the next generation of course, I was the piano player along with Taylor, someone else who was on the course. Um, so yeah, that was definitely the instrument that I always was drawn to. Um, but I think a really good thing about the course, we were thrown about all over the place. Like I was on bass guitar at one point, then drums, then then guitar. So I picked up so many skills on like all, all sorts of instruments. But that's quite good, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Variation of what you want to do. Yeah, so, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, so um, my first question is, why is music so important to you? Um, I think it's definitely just the way that I express myself. Like, I, I've, I've always been such a creative person and having, like, an outlet. Yeah. Music is music is that. It's, the, yeah. Yeah, that, that makes sense. And it makes sense, like, to have this outlet that you can go to whenever mm-hmm. you need to write something down or you need to express yourself in the form of song. Yeah. Um, so my next question is, what is the highlight of your career? Oh, um... If you had to choose one. <laughs> well a lot's changed over these past few years particularly after covid when i turned 18 and i was sort of exposed to this whole other world um particularly like on, on, on like the nightlife and in um like a cabaret bar called um viaduct um after being like a singer songwriter for so many years um during college in particular i moved more into musical theater and after leaving college um and turning 18 i was spending a lot of time there just because it was such like a welcoming environment and being part of like the LGBT community, it was a place that I felt really safe and really fa- I really found myself there. Um, and recently, I've been really, really lucky to um, have the chance to perform there weekly. I now have a resident, well, I, we call it a residency there um, on a Monday. Um, and we, we create a new show every single Monday. Um, and we just make sure that people are having such an, like, a good night. Like um, we have a different theme each week. Um, the theme this Monday is Toy Story. So the whole um, the whole show is it's going to be surrounded by that last week it was the noughties so we're having all them throwbacks we're going to like rihanna britney uh, yeah it's just it was just so much fun so do you make these yourself then um well there's there's so many creative people um mm-hmm. on a monday it's run by someone called mama bear um she's one of the drag queens um and she's sort of like the hbic um <laughs> she's the one that runs everything um but she lets us have so much freedom just to do what we want on stage um and I, don't, I never really had like an opportunity to do that before. However, I feel I see myself using a lot of the skills that I learned here, um, and, and and taking them along with me to the rehearsals. Like they've been asking me to choreograph stuff now. They've been asking me to edit tracks together, um, and I just enjoy it so much. So yeah, that would definitely be the highlight of what I've done. So, so the far. people who go there is it are the same group of people every time, or is it different people coming and going? There? Yes. Well. Um, we have a set group of people. They're known mm. as the Viaduct Vixens. They're all drag queens. Um, I'm one of the backup dancers. Um, I do some solo stuff as well. Um, but it's all cabaret, so we have props. We have, and it's very, very musical theatre. So it's almost like a small, empty, like musical theatre show in about fifteen minutes. Mm. Um, but yeah, they um, switch out the drag queens that do it every week. There's um, three set queens every single week, um, and then I'm on there every week alongside my, one of my uh, performers, uh, who's called Seth. He does the same as me. Um, but yeah, it's it's so nice because we do get a lot of creative people coming through, um, and yeah, it's just a lot of fun. Sounds good. And uh, have you got any future gigs or plans for the future? Uh, well, I'm definitely putting my heart and soul at the moment into um, the shows on a Monday. Um, but I'm currently looking to try get into drama school, um, just because I want some sort of qualification at my back, just for future reference. Um, so my plans at the moment um, and for the future are trying to get into that. Um, I'm looking at 
some places in London like Erdang Arts said GSA, um, which are all conservatoires, um, to study musical theatre and hopefully get a degree or something. Hope that all goes well. And Sam, is there anything you would like to know? Any no, final I've, questions? I've, one thing that I was re- uh, really wanted to know when you were talking about every show that you did every Monday, how stressful must that be to That's create true. and then make it good and then have it done in a week? Very. <laughs> <clears throat> how 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 like like do you? How often do you work there, kind of? Uh, well, I, so yeah, I'm, I'm there every single Monday. Um, I've only done... F- so this Monday will be my fifth show. Um, to be fair, the, the, the people there, they're brilliant. And we do divvy up all the jobs. Like, a lot of this... I, I'm quite good at banging tracks together, like, mixes. So we'll, we'll all agree on some songs. And then I'll put it together and throw in some transitions. Then we'll go to the studio um, once within the week for about an hour and create everything, block everything, create the choreography, uh, decide what costumes we're going to wear. Um, and then on the Monday we'll have a three-hour rehearsal, um, just like finalizing, finalizing everything and putting it together. Um, but all, the people there they work so hard, um, and like you can just tell, like especially in their solo numbers, all the work they've put in just to make it as as, as brilliant as possible. Um, and it really is just about putting on a good show. So how long do you say the show was like each time? Uh, well, it starts at eleven o'clock yeah. at night and goes until about midnight. Um, okay, so but we'll all, all the performers stay around and you know vibe vibe with the audience and make sure everyone's having having a good time till about three in the morning. That's good. And so obviously, if it's about it's about an hour, would you say the performance itself? Uh, yeah, about that. Yeah. With so everything. how how often in a week would you actually get together just for that Monday night? So do you like, come on Tuesdays, Wednesdays as well? To well, get minimum two. So we'll have the Monday rehearsal and the Tuesday rehearsal. But yeah, we have done um, a few extra rehearsals just because we want it to be as good as possible. Good, yeah. So I'm, I'm, we're, all, we're all more than willing to put and then in you more get time. Before the performance and rehearse. Yes, a three-hour one. Good, yeah. um, some of the rehearsals in the weekdays because um, a, lo- a lot of us do work in the line. I feel like my day job is also um, like is around seven till ten usually. Um, so a, a lot of us do live sort of a night owl kind of lifestyle is what I like to call it. Um, and some of the rehearsals that we have are like 10 till midnight. Mm-hmm. Um, so a lot of people look at me funny when I'm like, yeah, I'm just going to rehearsal um, till midnight tonight. And then they're like, what? <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, yeah. Um, we, we, we make it work and we do work really hard. Yeah. And before we finish, is there a Mimi or something? Any, any more questions you'd like to ask? No? Well, but it's been nice speaking to you again anyway, Danny, because it's been a while since I've seen you. Yeah, it's but been like a while. I said, last time we saw each other, City of Varieties. Yeah, the Child Friendly Leeds Awards. That was, that was good, a lot that, of fun. Yeah, that was good. But yeah. Thank you very much. It's been a pleasure speaking to you. And now, uh, before we listen to Danny live performing upstairs in Studio 3, we're going to listen to Danny Says by the Ramones. Check, set, five. 
go ahead, throw your rocks at me from your little glass house and then take off running. You know better than me. We both made mistakes, haven't we? I won't undo what I'm doing to sit in judgment of what makes us human. I don't claim to be proud, but my head won't be hung in shame. I didn't plan it, but the lights turn red and I'm ready. And I'm still standing. It's not what I wanted, but now that it's right here, I understand it. A story written by my own hand. It's life fighting right at your heels. I didn't plan. But it's finally something to feel. Whoa. Look around you. Ain't no saints here, baby. We're all just looking for a little less crazy. And sometimes it's a hard left turn down the road you never thought you'd see. I didn't plan it. Taking back what's been taken for granted And I can't stand it I'm sick of the way I've been waiting to break free I needed saving And a good mistake needed making Baby, you need the same thing Something to feel To race to your blood and remind And look around and see the sky when you're on the ground. I didn't plan it, but that's life. And I'm finally feeling alive. It's not right, but it's fine. And it's mine. I need something to
wasn't you to chase me Maybe you were already gone But I was just waiting No, I can't wait It's silly. It's interesting. It's great. It's different. It's fantastic. It's interactive. It's enjoyable. From the people to the people. You're listening to East Leeds FM. A whole load of listening.
And that was Eurofiles by I cannot remember who it was by. World Service Project. <laughs> Thanks. Glad I've got someone in the studio with me that actually knows. And that was chosen by our director of words, Peter Spafford. And now it's time for the Red Kite Roundtable, a feature which came very recently. And for this, I'm joined by Sam and James, and we've got Henry on tech. Hello. So how's it going? Hello. So this week, where uh, we just decided we're going to talk about bits of media we've seen. Yeah. So Juaria, or should we go with first Juaria we'll or go, Sam? We'll go Juaria. Juaria, would you like to tell us your little bit of media that you told me about last night? Because I didn't know about this until you told me about it. So go on, would you like to kickstart okay. with this? How did you not know about this festival? And so <clears throat> basically, Boris Johnson did a speech early this week, and. He kind of lost his place during the speech and ended up talking about Peppa Pig. <laughs> um, we we can we can hear a little bit of it if people want to to hear some of it. Of course we do. Oh my gosh! Yes. Let's go. Forgive me. Forgive me. Uh, we are experiencing some technical difficulties on the Henry side. Forgive me. Oh. Yesterday I went, uh, as as we all must. Uh, 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 to, to Peppa Pig World. I don't know if you've been to Peppa Pig World. Who's been to Pads? I've been to who's been to Peppa Pig World. Not enough. I was, well, it's, it's fact, I was a bit hazy what I would find at Peppa Pig World, uh, but I loved it. And Peppa Pig World is, is very much my kind of place. Uh, it, 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 it has uh, a uh, very safe streets, uh, discipline in schools, uh, heavy emphasis on new mass transit. Uh, where is the right? stitch? <laughs> she is, she's over here dying. But do you wear, why, why did he start talking about it then? Was there a reason why? I think it's probably because he lost like, his speech and everything. Yeah, he like, forgot I, his notes. I was just oh scrolling through TikTok and this just randomly came up and I was like, oh my God, Boris Johnson again. Huh. So my, fir- my first question for the round table is, if you're in his position... Ooh. You you're delivering this massive, big, important speech to the CGI. What and you you're going through your notes and you're like, oh dear, oh dear, I've forgot, I've forgotten what I was going to speak of. What would you talk about? Because I'm not going to lie, Peppa Pig. As much as you know, he was there a few days ago before the speech was there, so you know it's probably fresh in his mind. But what would you speak about? I can't lie. I think I would do the same. What? I asked, <laughs> I, I, you know, I mean, he's got his audience laughing a bit there. You know, that's kind of it. Kind of like gets people liking him a bit more. But you know, it's a bit fun. But it's quite smart on his behalf. But he looks stupid at the same time. Yeah. It's like I don't know. Politicians always look at him in a stupid way. But I think like us, we see it as funny. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. I don't want to sound like a Tory, right now. You know, I don't want to bring any political side to this. But you know, you can't. You can't not. Just like how stupid this man is. No, I think it's quite funny. Like, <laughs> I like him. I like him. Jamari, what would you yeah. t- what would you talk about if you'd ever been in his position? Definitely not Peppa Pig. <laughs> <laughs> so what would you talk about then? There's nothing else. I to see if like I can remember anything from the topic I was meant to be talking about because like about uh, on the last red kite we were interviewing someone and I forgot what I was supposed to say even though um, I'd been sent the question, so I literally had to, like, quickly come up with something to ask. Did Was that anything to do with Peppa Pig? No! <laughs> Nothing. It was to do with another type of show, like Fine I'm going to say I'm kind of annoyed that he didn't start just ran, mm-hmm. rambling on about Tom and Jerry for a little bit there. Yeah, it should have been something like that. Anyway. <coughs> come on. Anyway. For next time now, don't you? <laughs> yeah. So, uh, top tip to anyone out there who is a uh, presenter, if you ever lose your words, just say something about Peppa Pig. <laughs> 
because if our prime minister can do it, I'm sure that you guys can get away with it too. <laughs> Move it, moving on, the next topic. Something that I've seen in the media this week, and a um, bit of shameless self-promotion here, but I yesterday released a brand new episode of my podcast, Beyond the Arc, Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> which <laughs> which you can find on YouTube at Beyond the Arc Podcast. I'm pretty sure you can also find it on Spotify and also any other podcast thing that you watch podcasts on or listen to them because you don't watch podcasts. <laughs> yeah. And pretty much one one thing that just made me just really appreciate life and that was Yanis Antetokounmpo. You guys listening at home might not know him. And Brett, nobody here in the studio knows him but he's this big uh, NBA player at the moment. You know, he's won the MVP of the league two years, uh, two times already in his career and he's, you know, he's not even old. <laughs> And he tweeted out on Tuesday that uh, he had been introduced to dipping Oreos into milk before he goes to bed, and he called it a game changer. He said <laughs> he said it was going to do it every night before he went to bed now, and, well, his team, the Milwaukee Bucks, they've, they've won ever since. So you've got to be thinking... Can I ask, what, what game is he playing that's changed? Oh, the, the, the game of... Biscuits. No, like, the, what the, is this game? The, the game of basketball. He's been he's been on fire ever yeah. since. So this is so Dunkin' Oreos has now changed his. Yeah, he's he's, he's his, stopped he's stopped dunking the basketball. He's instead started dunking <laughs> the Oreos. Say that, I, need, I need to learn more about basketball, mate. Yeah. <laughs> but that they, we don't stop here because we were talking about this yesterday. What what are we gonna what are we gonna be talking about on the, uh, the round on the round table discussion? And James James said to us. <laughs> That he has never dunked an Oreo in milk before. Yeah. <laughs> Guys, shock, shock, shock. Everyone thought that this was this was scandalous. It was terrible. So, James, you are before, here. Before, you are here before we game. reveal what's going to happen, <laughs> let me just back myself here. I don't usually eat Oreos, so that's probably why. But now I want to get in my sister's house, so I might just run away and steal one. But, but um, yeah. go anyway, on, Sam, reveal we, what we're we, doing we, today. We've, we've asked, we've asked Henry, we've asked Tony. We've asked every every. I don't think we have. <laughs> We're doing it anyway. We've well, asked did Henry. Tony not call sign, sign it off. In which case, I'm not sure we can. Yeah, Tony, right. <laughs> if you're listening, which I'm pretty sure you are, have you signed it off? No yeah, yes, about. yes, he has. Yeah. I've just I've just heard he has. <laughs> now, James, uh, we are about to break some Chapel FM laws here. Rule number one <laughs> of being in a studio is that you are not allowed to bring food or drink into the studio. That's what we've done today, guys. But that's why James is wearing a hazmat suit. Oh yeah, don't worry. I've got yeah. full sign. I've got the guide count and everything in here. Yeah. Okay. Oh, we've got a crowd behind us now. We do. We do. <laughs> he has a glass of milk. He has an Oreo. <laughs> and on this radio show now, this is groundbreaking stuff. We are going to be having a taste test. So, oh, there oh. we go. I've dunked. I've dunked. He's dunked. <laughs> Oh, you, could, you, you heard that crunch. You, he, he, he has eaten, he has taken a bite out of the Oreo. <laughs> now, James, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll give you some time to, to digest the Oreo, to just think about how I, I it just was. just want to assure listeners that Chapel FM is a registered charity that supports the education of young people through radio, um, empowering them to create strong art that puts, propels them forward in life. He's finished, he's finished. <laughs> well, he's, he's, he's still chewing. <laughs> You know, he, he said to us before we went on air, he was only going to well, take one bite. What else do you dunk into milk? <laughs> Digestives. Yeah. Oh, I know mean, no, that's too. <laughs> yeah. We can put it in I'm milk sorry. as well. I don't, yeah, but anyway. Okay. The deed has been done. Mm-hmm. James. Can we have a drum roll when I move my milk off the table, please? <laughs> okay. What do you think that's of it? That's enough drum roll. 
What do you think of it? I don't think it changed it. <laughs> oh, what? How, how anticlimactic. I don't think it changed it too much. Like, I, the first dunk, I don't think I went deep enough. It's kind of just dry, but the, the second dunk, I kind of held it in there a bit longer. Um, I could taste the milk, but it didn't change much. I mean, it might change the flavor of the milk when I drink it in a minute. The, fa but. the fact is, you, you are not a Greek I'm not basketball a player. I guess, yeah, it will affect my <laughs> basketball performance this weekend. You know. Excellent. Well, thank you very much to uh, Jueria for bringing in that, uh, uh, some, for bringing in Peppa Pig Gate. Thank you very much for Sam for bringing in that experiment. Thank you. He's, he's downed his milk. Down milk. He's a going lad. He's got the calcium. A shot of milk. Yeah. Um, so uh, I, I've chosen a song. Ooh. My favourite Christmas song is also a Ramon song, but I realised I couldn't play two Ramon songs in one show. So I've gone for uh, a, a cover of a Vandal song. It's by No Doubt, and it's called Oi to the World. And it is a Christmas song, so shut up, everyone, and enjoy. <laughs> to the world by no doubt chosen by our very own Henry Raby now we have come unfortunately to the end of the show the final red kite Aww. of 2020 that's unfortunate I'm joining the studio with Callum Johan and James and 
pretty much this is just a big wrap-up of everything. James, take it away. So I want to say thank you to Molly, Martin, and Danny for today. It's been excellent listening to you guys. And, uh, yeah, is there anything you would like to say, Johan, before we end it off for today? I think Callum's first with Callum. his shout-outs. Oh, Callum wants to give a shout-out. So everyone listening, listen So shout-out to Dad's friend Louise and shout-out to Mum. To Mum. And is there anything you want to say to them? Um, no. Hi. <laughs> and Johan? <laughs> and I just want to say thank you to everyone that's been involved in this production. So Henry, Yay! James, Boo. Sam. <laughs> Sam and Callum and everyone else down listening and thank you to everyone who's been listening and this has been Red Kite with O'Neill FM so thank you for listening so uh, this will be going up on the website and this isn't the only show we've done so there'll be many more sites uh, many more sites many more um, shows shows on the site Uh, so yeah if you want to listen to some more Feel free to, and they'll be all on there. So, Sam? Yeah, uh, finally, a uh, special uh, shout to Ellie. Your poetry was amazing. I was sat here teching for that, and yes, I very much enjoyed that. And <clears throat> no one else mentioned her here, so I'm going to mention her Aww. instead. Ellie, uh, so well done. And yes, like Johan said, this was Red Kite on East Leeds FM. Final song of Red Kite on East Leeds FM of 2021 is Woo-hoo. my favourite Christmas song. People may say it isn't a Christmas song. They wanted the more traditional ones. They wanted Mariah Carey. They wanted Wham. But no, instead, you are getting Chris DeBurr with a spaceman came travelling. Thank, Thank you, everyone.
went trembling through the ground And many were wakened on hearing that sound And travelers on the road, the village they found By the light of that ship in the sky Which shone all round And just before dawn, at the paling of the sky a stranger returned and said, now I must fly When two thousand years of your time has gone by This song will begin once again To a baby's cry Cry. 